Why am I insisting that there was a jet present there? Because amongst the wreckage that was found, amongst the wreckage that till date is being found, because of global warming, a lot is thawing out. A lot of evidence that was preserved for 50 odd years is recognizable today. Newspapers have been found. Human remains have been found. Diplomatic bags have been found. Gems have been found. All cargo of the Air India Flight 101 that was supposed to be crossing the French Alps, heading towards Geneva. The entire concept of doubt lies when, amongst said wreckage, you come across a panel. a metallic panel that's bent completely bent almost as if it was in a crash 25 cm by 12 cm not that big but certain letters that are very very prominent on said panel and that that panel had the words USAF written on it which stands for the United States Air Force now two things the united states air force would never send out a jet with usaf written on it if it was not under usaf control if they were outsourcing jets to nato i am pretty sure that they wouldn't still have branding of the united states air force on it but certain components that jets are made of certain exclusive components that the air force has patents over those components when built in factories individually always have branding on them even though the rest of the plane might be completely stripped of any and all tags this certain component will still retain that said tag the point of the matter is the usaf tag metallic bracket piece was found amongst other wreckage components where did that come from i'm pretty sure that an air india passenger liner would not have united states air force written on it so if you go by conventional terms that the media had offered us it just goes to show that according to the media when an airliner crashes into a mountain top could not pull up in required time was under the impression that it had cleared the mountain started descending but realized that the peaks were still there could not manage to pull back up and crashed how then was a bracket found in that exact wreckage spot that indicated another aircraft being there conspiracy theories also dictate that there was a head on collision with a jet fighter why would there be a head on collision if there was a jet fighter present who has very very high maneuverability a jet fighter can dodge a significantly larger aircraft even if it's in significantly close quarters you would not expect the airliner to have such capabilities but the jet it more than certainly did as upon research i uncovered that the f140g was used in many a air shows many a formation flights many a procedures of avionic strategical movements in terms of formation flights in terms of dog fights this was a jet that was built to be very maneuverable so the concept of a head on collision goes to bed right there there was no head on collision 
But another thing that we realize when we do a little more research is the fact that the F-140G has a lower firing ejection seat. What does that mean exactly? Nowadays in every picture that you see or every video that you've ever seen of an aviation jet triggering a pilot triggering his ejection seat while in midair, the canopy pops open and he's shot straight up into the air, clearing the jet. But with the 140G, it was a lower firing ejection seat. That means that the lower bay of the cockpit area would pop open and the seat would be shot downwards. A lot of failures happened. A lot of errors happened. A lot of maritime incidents have happened because of this feature. Ultimately, resulting to the fact that they changed it to a 0G, 0S speed ejection seat. Just like every other modern aviation jet today. But back in the day, and especially at a time like this, a downward firing seat by the right pilot could be the perfect projectile, could be the perfect way to get out of a fiery crash. Almost as if you're pointing a car in the right direction and jumping out the door. Had he pulled the ejection seat and it was an upward firing seat, odds of him being seen, odds of him being in the line of contact would have been significantly higher. But a lower firing seat reduces a lot in terms of risks that had to be taken in terms of using the aircraft itself as a projectile to take down the airliner. Where this theory furthermore gains its feet is this. After the aircraft crashed, the ORTF of France immediately sent out a salvage crew, immediately sent out a distress call, immediately sent out rescue operations, only to call them off about an hour later due to horrible weather conditions. And if I may quote, the ORTF official statement states that it was less than likely that anyone had survived that crash. Understandable? High altitude air crash at that speed makes sense. Here's where it doesn't make sense. The following days, journalists, independent enthusiasts, air crash investigators decided to go up and hike up to the side of the crash only to bring down a lot of evidence which was promptly confiscated by the ORTF. All evidence was confiscated by the government authorities. And ORTF, for those of you who don't know, was a strictly controlled government broadcasting service. Television and radio both, but complete government control over what and what, what would be broadcasted and what wouldn't be. Interesting how all the evidence was just swiftly taken away. Evidence that people find till date is nearly nothing in comparison to what would have been possible to come across at the time of the accident, of course. Yet, the evidence that comes out today, even today, holds a lot of water that makes us question the authenticity of the media reports that were put out then. 
finally we would go to the theories of rosh now rosh was one of these investigative journalists who was also a sport sports person who was also obsessed with aircrafts and aircraft crash investigations he was a business tycoon many other things not really a journalist per se but someone who was obsessed with the fact that aircraft investigations were a thing someone who was obsessed with the fact that you could debunk certain things you could figure out certain things even after a plane had crashed about what went wrong now this entire theory about the united states being involved gained a lot of momentum when a supposed conversation came out in the year 2008 between the former cia officer robert crowley and the journalist gregory douglas he published a book a book called conversations with the crow an amazing book book that ventures into a lot of things but there was a theory that suggested that the cia might have downed the air india flight in 1966 to take out baba and to sabotage india's nuclear program going as far as to quote that the cia officer refers to baba with an alleged incident saying that baba that one was dangerous believe me he had an unfortunate accident he was flying to vienna to stir up some more trouble with the atomic plants when his boeing 747 had a bomb go off in the cargo hold this was an official statement a bomb goes off in the cargo hold why was this theory not present anywhere else up until said interview came out a bomb in the fuselage a bomb in the cargo hold would be the easiest way to down a liner but why wait all the way until the french alps 3 minutes or so away from the geneva international airport in order to enter its official airspace and begin its descent to land why wait all that time if you had to use a bomb you see the cia and cia's operatives do like to muddy the waters in terms of what actually happened even if they admit to certain things that they've done they would like to muddy the waters enough that no pinpointing blame can actually be drawn back to them or the organization a bomb sure the cia has used them ample amount of times to run sabotage programs earlier but something tells me that this air crash was more to using another jet as a projectile to make it less seamless to make it less of an eyeball bringer in terms of international incident you see this airliner had multiple layovers in multiple countries a bomb would have demanded a formal investigation that ranged throughout these countries to figure out where the bomb originated from was it in a package that was boarded was it in a luggage bag that was checked in by a passenger so many questions none of which were ever answered why because the official theory never demanded that there was a bomb involved sneaky isn't it 
more evidence continues to come out each day the more we realize that there have been such cases in the past the more we realize that the possibility of such cases in the future isn't so far fetched bottom line india faced a tremendous loss in terms of one of its greatest minds that day the nuclear program was achieved but delayed by years on end who knows what would have been the next step of baba once he achieved what he set out to achieve with his atomic research program who knows where isro would have been today had baba got the opportunity to complete his research and implement it in the in the ways that he wanted to implement it the bottom line is that this conspiracy theory might not be a conspiracy theory it might be actual fact it's going to be it for this one I'll see you guys in the next one take care and peace